1: Welcome back to part two of the Stompcaster Yinka and I are just wandering around in the park We've had a fantastic walk so far Are you enjoying yes, yourself? I am enjoying You've myself You saved me from falling over Your strong base of strength and Probably appropriate attire helped. I've not got my usual stompers on today, so, uh, Yeah, but you are,
0: I, I'm happy that I was here to be of service, Alex.
1: You were. you are very helpful indeed. <laughs> right, I promised and teased that we would talk about why you like an onion before, uh, before I ended part one. Uh-huh. And I said it wasn't the fact that you've ever made me cry, you haven't. It. <laughs> you have got many, very many layers. And one of the things I, I, I really admire about you is that you, let's be honest, you've had some real health challenges, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and you're an ambassador for the British Heart Foundation, mm-hmm. you speak, very passionately about um, you know, heart health and some of the things you've gone through. I wonder if you can share some of that to, to the listeners because I, I really think that your story is so inspiring because you do all of this despite having not the easiest start, yeah. if that's fair.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's always a surprise to people to know that my sort of base zero doesn't look like the average person's because I have a chronic condition. So I was born with multiple heart defects. Mm. Um, I think there's six defects of the heart. And I was born with all of them, which is quite fun. Um, Mm. A full house, if you will. Um, And through treatment and multiple open heart surgeries Mm. and even a partial transplant, I am here today. Yeah. And I think that, A, I'm inspired by me as a child yeah, and already. me as a baby and my parents mm. and my family.
1: Because you were very little, weren't you, when you had Yeah, yeah so I was, I was
0: born, and because um, I was born with it, mm. and I'm not white, I'm of color, they couldn't identify what it was immediately because babies who were born um, with it, they're born like purple, mm. and yes, I wasn't.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. um, So cyanotic heart disease. Of yes, course, yeah.
0: so, um, but yeah, like, I, I think that for me it's it's, more than being somebody who lives with a heart condition or, you know, somebody who sort of is flying the flag for heart health and awareness in women and young people because it just isn't there yeah. in terms of heart disease in the UK, I think that I, I'm sort of like in love in a way with the idea that you don't know what people are going no, through no. and yet people show up anyway. Yeah so the experiences that i've had in my life whilst they are magnanimous and life-changing and you know sometimes earth-shattering to me Mm. when you meet me on a wednesday you don't know that you just met yinka
1: well i mean i met i met you and i i didn't know about that i remember you telling me about it and i was just like wow you really it doesn't remind you just you have no idea what person you see person at point whatever x you have no idea what they've gone through up to point x and and no I think, idea. No, it's
0: like you know, you get on the bus and you're sitting next to people, and you don't know where they're coming from or where they're going to, and everybody has a story. So the reason why I sort of choose to share parts of mine, the bits that I'm comfortable with, and parts of my life, mm. is that it's sort of to encourage everyone to speak yeah. about it. Yeah. Because you know, it's if incredible. you meet you, you'd mm. think, oh, you know, it's just Dr. Alex. Mm. Like I, I've seen him on this TV show, or I follow him on Instagram, or I listen to his podcast. But you may not know you know, the little the little things and even the big things that make you, you. Yeah. So that's why I choose to share. Yeah. And I just think that it's really easy to see people who are forward-facing lives, who do things publicly, like me, like yourself, and to not necessarily understand that they have the human experience in mm-hmm. all of its intrinsic, mm-hmm. intrinsic, intrinsic yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah, intricacies, true. that's yeah. the one, yeah, Alex. we got there, we got there. Um, and There's so much
1: stuff going on that you just Yeah, because like, I'll see. post a
0: picture at an event. Like, imagine you'll do something or you host something and I'll post a lovely picture and everyone's like, wow, like, she has lovely tattoos or she's got great whatever. And, but I worry that when I post that picture looking my best, the, the shiny side of me, that it can make people feel yeah. a bit a bit sad. Because sometimes I look at Instagram and I see people's yeah. best days, and I'm there looking like a potato in my house, thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> look how beautiful she is. I look like, <laughs> I I look so like my dad's foot, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like actually, if you give people the the yeah, rounded yeah, yeah, yeah. view.
1: Show a bit of everything, I guess. Yeah, and it? to show that, going to hold some back. You're you're, yeah,
0: and it isn't all sunshine, rainbows, and Instagram filters, like actually, all of us have the ability and to, to, to influence people to feel a certain way by sharing parts of our life. So I choose to share the light and the shade and even the mediocre, even the gray boring times so that people can know that, you know, the same way that you had to wait three months for your scan, same. Yeah. And I need the scans and I, and I need the tests and I, and I need the treatment in the same way that you would need it. There isn't anything special about me. There isn't anything sort of that sets me apart from being a regular civilian mm, mm, mm. other than, you know, like a few eyes.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 um, I posted the other day and I was like, oh gosh, am I going to put this out? I don't know. But I put I posted this picture mm-hmm. and it was at a, a restaurant in Central um, yeah. and it was five minutes basically before... I got there with my friends, so I can take a photo. It was cool, it was a really cool, like jungle vibe there. Yeah. And I, was, I have a photo, and we sat down. And Five minutes later, is when I had the phone call that my brother had taken, it was like my dad had called, and that was the moment that I yeah. found out. Okay. And I posted it because I said, Look, I want you, like I said, look, this photo is just a guy stood at a, res- outside yeah. a restaurant, yeah. and it's worth just remembering. I'm not making it, it's not about me. I'm just saying, like, in general, when you look at other people's lives, just remember you have no idea what as people might have gone through. And also what they're going to... You could see a photo, and five minutes later yeah. like that, your life's changed.
0: Well, do you know, Is remember when I, I played the Baz Luhrmann song to yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone's free to wear sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he does say that, you know, worry or don't worry, but the things that change your life, they knock yeah. you upside the head on a random Tuesday. Tuesday,
1: four o'clock, yeah.
0: Exactly, rather than... The things that you prepare and, and worry about
1: and, all the time. And exactly. So. There's yeah. that, you, you are, you are, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, oh. to me, you're an old soul because I you're like very that. wise. <laughs> and you said something else that you said that really stuck with me is that um, you said that. You said, isn't it strange that we often forget that we're all the star in our own movie? Do you remember you say oh, that to yeah, me? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's And it's such, a, it's such a good way of thinking about it because we sometimes forget, A, that we, you know, you should step into being the star and yeah. enjoy being the star of your own show, but yeah. not forgetting that when you leave the room and you go, like, for example, when we've done this podcast and you go... Your your movie carries on, my movie, my movie goes the other way. Yeah, exactly. And so it's so such an odd concept, because it blew my eye when you said it. I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. Alex,
0: think about it. It's so you weird. You are the star in your own film. You are the centre of your universe. When you close your eyes at night, your world is on pause until you open your eyes in the morning. It's such a and, weird concept, but isn't the, it? I, the, the day I sort of owned that, that concept and thought, OK, this is this is what I believe. So I'm going to put a name to it. I'm going to put put a mantra to it, I am the star of my own movie. That's when things started aligning for me though, Alex, because I think that if you believe that you are the coolest person in the world, if you think I've got the coolest hair, these are the coolest trainers, or the way I walk is so sick, like, oh my gosh, look at me. That energy is contagious yeah. and other people just believe it. And I think that if we're all a little bit kinder to ourselves, you know, there's so many things that i could stand there and pick apart about my body my attitude my personality my work ethic that isn't 100 percent mm. but if i just talk to myself like i'm my best mate or like i'm the star in a movie and you've got to get them out of their dressing room to come and do a take yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be the yeah. best yeah. cut yeah. ever yeah,
1: yeah, you're right you're so true i i literally love that so much because it is it's so odd because it is so odd. People might listen and go, this is obvious. What you're saying is obvious. But then if yeah. you actually stop, you, you know it's true. But you forget <laughs> sometimes that when you continue with your day, that someone... And I think the good thing is, to, the thing I would say to people is when you're listening to this, and I hope you'll see what I mean, give less of a damn about what other people think. Because when they, they've got their own movies to live. So they... You know, don't live your life for someone else's movie or whatever else me- think. Because me- when they go on with their day, they're not going to spend more than a second or so thinking no, about you, what you're, what you're wearing, or how, what you're doing, or what no, you've decided to listen to. You're
0: literally an extra. You're an, that's
1: ac- <laughs> You're ensemble. You're, yeah. you're barely an ensemble in their you're life.
0: You're like a woman on bike at bus stop. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's not a important. Woman on like-
1: bike at bus stop. <laughs> You're in the photo. You're in the credits. <laughs> the movie yeah. credits. At the end, but You're right at the
0: bottom. Yeah, of the movie lady credit. number six. That's that. So, it's not. It's not important. Just,
1: just, and it's not a negative. Like, it's such a positive thing because if you spend your whole life thinking that you're the star of other people's movies that you're not in in an egotistical way but if you constantly think that you're like the villain of their movie and you're you're not going to really live your life are you because you're constantly worried about everyone else and
0: also if you center your life around other people if you make people the star of your own movie then you're not going to get the juice out of life as well it works both ways you have to be the most important person but you have to understand that you are not the most important person to everybody else yeah. as well, and it comes from in here. When it comes, it comes being from happy
1: ear. as well, that point goes to happiness as well. If you are trying to be happy by basically putting everyone else as the star in your movie, yeah. putting their happiness first all the time, you're never gonna reach that happiness, are you? No. Well, I absolutely love that concept. So I hope everyone listening is going to embrace being the star of their own movie yes. and own, you know, look, being kind to themselves, being compassionate, yeah. give yourself a compliment every now and then, why yes. not? Like you're a star of your own movie. Exactly. Inka, you're very open talking about the experiences that you've had. Mm-hmm. And I would la- I'd really like to emphasize I think a lot of people don't understand that, and why would they? Because we don't talk about it that much, really. We don't really talk about it, that's for sure. You know, when it comes to like any congenital heart disease or chronic illnesses, that that, it, that does mean, for, you know, you can experience or have to have surgery multiple times in your life. Yeah. It might mean you get follow up for a lot of times in your life. It can affect your decision making. I just wonder if you could talk us through, like, what it is, that, what you've had to experience in your life and how that's kind of affected some of the decisions and life choices, I guess, along the way.
0: Um, I, I had surgery when I was a baby. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I was maybe six months old. I may have been 18 months old. You know, um, I don't actually remember it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, little, little. But yeah, open heart surgery when I was a kid and I had a lot of restrictions in my life sort of through my adolescence and growing up. So I wasn't allowed to do much physical exercise. Mm. I, um, I learned to walk when I was like really old, like about four, mm. um, which obviously is quite late. Yeah. Um, because I was in hospital and I lived in hospital for the first couple of years of my life. Wow. Um, I'm one of seven, oh, wow, wow. so it was a lot for my family. The family, yeah. Yeah. And my sisters, every year on my birthday, it's not funny, but it's mm. just a story that I've heard so much mm. um, that every year on my birthday, they, they tell me that When I was a baby, they remember having to sort of come to terms as a family that I might not make it to the age of five. And, you know, my sisters are not that much older than me. Um, So they remember sort of having to say bye and and always being aware that they had a sickly sibling. Um, So I think the fact that I am so loud and vivacious and sort of outgoing now is quite ironic. Um, considering how small and sort of how short my life was predicted to be.
1: Were you aware of that? Obviously, I'm not talking about when you were initially, like, when I was years old. Were you aware? Did, did it affect you, like, your awareness of, like, oh, do, I can't do you know quite what? do what everyone else is doing? I, I,
0: it, I was very aware of it, but because I've got amazing siblings, I've got four older sisters, and they are very protective, I was never made to feel as though I was the sick kid. Yeah. I mean, I had a huge scar on my chest going from my sort of collarbone all the way down to my belly button. Mm-hmm. Um, it's shorter now because I've mm-hmm. grown. So now it's the length of my, of my rib cage. Mm-hmm. And that's always the first thing that people see, especially mm-hmm. in the summer um, when they meet me. I have scars on my neck, scars on my arms, on like, sort of like my groin or mm-hmm. my legs. Um, just from various procedures and and operations and stuff. So I think as a kid, it's quite shocking Mm -hmm. to see a kid who is scarred. Mm. Um, But as a kid, I wasn't made to feel ill by those around me. I was just very aware that my life was a bit different because of having to go to the hospital Mm. all the time. Up until the age of, how old is I? About 30? So when the pandemic happened, Mm. that's when I... Stopped going to the hospital for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but until then, I went to hospital four times a year for my entire life. That's a huge a, amount of commitment, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an outpatient thing. for life, and um, I, ne- I never felt as though I was different or there was something sort of up. I knew that I wasn't completely well, yeah. but I think it was just having that support and also just knowing this is just my experience of life. Yeah. You know, for somebody who has an illness, was, was born with something, contract something, even if it's severe or serious, you kind of just live your life like that. As, as the sick one mm-hmm. of, of, of my friends, my family, you know, I feel like it affected them more. Even when they think about it, when they talk about it, it's more difficult for my sisters to tell you this story really than it would yeah. be for me to tell you this story because I was the one who actually just get through it or just mm-hmm. live my life, whereas having a sick, family member, or, or loved one, or friend, or partner, you know, that's really difficult, yeah. because you're mourning somebody while they're the, there.
1: The, the, it's not the word, I'm not implying guilt, but I guess there the be is a oh, feeling of guilt. like, there's like, why me, and why you, not me, and why, yeah. and how did this happen? And especially like, with
0: my mum, and oh, like, her, yeah. you know, my dad, and even my older yeah. sisters, they want to take it away from you. Sure. So I think that when I was a kid, they just wanted to protect me, and then when I got ill in my 20s, it was sort of like mm. not again, yeah. if you know what I mean. Like my my condition yeah. deteriorated. It was really bad for a bit, and then that's when I had to have the second open heart surgery.
1: Major surgery. In Ma- yeah. Major, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Open heart surgery is pretty much the biggest surgery you can have, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And um, in your twenties as well, when you're kind of coming into your adulthood, right?
0: Yeah, I was at uni, and everyone was oh. out sort of <laughs> at the union, and I yeah. was in St. Thomas's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but sort of coming out of that and going through the rehabilitation, I mean, it was, it was a real big deal because they had to rebuild my heart. And my condition means that one side of my heart doesn't work as well as the other. So essentially it sort of like drowns itself and it's, it like swells. Mm, mm. So there was a really big cavity there that they had to fill. And um, not to, if you, so, I, you know, you're, you're, you were a medical doctor. So yeah, yeah, if yeah, somebody yeah. is like, you know, squeamish, yeah, they shouldn't really yeah. be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really <laughs> sure
1: like really gets amazed to hear your story to be honest um, but.
0: but going through the rehab and sort of getting better mm. and changing my life accordingly I feel happy speaking about it I don't like sort of going so into sort of
1: the nitty gritty of it yeah know,
0: only because some
1: parts private it's your life isn't yeah, it, and, okay. and I
0: also worry that it's almost like a bit like relishing in it because for me I just think this has been my experience of yeah. the world. You know, the same way in the circumstances where I was born, you know, the, the parents that I have, the body that I have. Yeah. This is my zero. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is, this is my base.
1: I think you have an incredible outlook on life. I really must say. And I wonder, everyone has an outlook based on their experience, but I wonder how much it's been shaped by by what's happened and what kind of your, I guess at some point you had to have an acceptance of this is how, this is, is it fair to say this is yeah. how it is? No, I, I, right I don't think I, was, I, don't I know, I've, ne- I've
0: never been sort of upset or mm. angry about it. I think because for me, I have got better. Mm. Even though I got ill again, yeah. I have got better. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever been angry or upset about it, but I think yeah. it's always just been my reality and and by nature, I'm a realist. Yeah,
1: yeah, you are. So,
0: yeah. I just think, all right, we'll try.
1: Mm. We'll and go if for I, it. yeah,
0: and if I try, it might just work out. And if it works out, I did that.
1: Yeah, incredible. You're at honestly, you're at, I'll, I'll, We're going to wrap up the second part of this Tomcast, but I do have one final question just on this point because a lot of people, I am certain, will be incredibly inspired. But I think a lot of people will think, well, if I've got a friend that's struggling with any chronic illness, whether that's long or short, or whether it's heart related or not, how would you say that someone can Support, say you are at school or you're at university yeah. and someone is, has got something you don't understand that they've got to deal with, how can they support that person? Is it talking about it? Is it asking about it? Is it what, what can someone do to be a better friend, basically? Well,
0: I, I think the, the bare minimum you can do is just be there, even yeah. silently. I think presence is so underrated but mm. so important. A lot of people think that you have to buy the flowers or you know, have the right questions, have the answers, have the plans. Mm-hmm. But actually, the people who were merely present when I was going through a lot, yeah, are the ones who I remember that
1: you remember, yeah. That you remember, wow. Well, I, I can, I think I can speak on behalf of the whole Stompcast community and say, like, your, your, your story is inspiring and what you've been through, but I think your attitude to life is something we could all take away from. Thank your you kind of star of your own show, is a great little mantra, <laughs> mantra that I hope mant- mantra, mantra well, I think everyone can take from this. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed part two. Whether you're doing all three parts in one go, or you're breaking up across the week, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm sure you have. I'll see you for part three.